So, Dave, I've got a bit of a confession to make. Do, do so. This is not the first podcast that we're doing. It's not. Go on. Last, uh, maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I recorded a podcast without you. Really? Yeah. So clearly I'm the replaceable part of this team? You are. The, well, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I did it in my bedroom. It was pretty bad. Um, and hang on, I think our producer's talking to us. No, no she's, she's not. not. Okay. okay. You know, most amazing epic bands started recording in their bedrooms. So yeah, right. Do you never can, know what this could turn into. Can you think of any? Um, the Beatles. The Beatles? Yeah. They started on the as long as there's no follow-up questions, the Beatles. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I hope you're not offended, but so this is technically the second ever. Second ever. So, okay, and I'm not a foundation member, but... Yeah, yeah, you're all right. You're right. Okay. You're the Sidekick Ringo. is okay. You're the Ringo star of this situation. Robin wasn't in every Batman episode, so... That's true. Yeah. Um, the other confession I have is that we don't have a name for the podcast. We don't have a name for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Our producers suggested one earlier. It's frothing at frothing at the bit. Frothing at the bit. Appropriate. I like it. It kind of has a crossover to rabies podcasts. It does, but that's a market we can tap into. I don't know anything about rabies. No. We do have a producer with access to Google, so... Do you think Emma... Got anything on rabies? Emma, no. Can can we discuss? Do you have any topics on rabies for us? Okay, that that's it. Okay, mm. well, might not have legs. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, rabies. Let, let's wrap that up. Okay. Um, the other one I have was beer in your ear. Beer in your ear. I like it because it's an audio medium that we're using. Beer in your ear. Yeah. Okay. What I, about? It sounds uncomfortable to me though. I don't. I don't really want to get beer in my ear at all. Um, that's a good point, yeah. Mm. Uh, what else is a name? What about something broad, like Luke and David discuss life? <laughs> no? I, I wouldn't be taking life advice from two people doing a beer podcast. Our producer likes literal titles, so... I, but Life we, with Dave and Luke. What, what is life? Is Good it, question. Is life beer? Uh, judging by the comp- judging life? by the company we keep and the activities we participate in, uh, yes, I think it is. Well, that's fair enough. I feel like it'll be confusing. We would get people looking for self-help podcasts, and then they would come across this. That's a positive thing, right? By hoodwinking people to listen to our podcast. You've got to do it some way, don't you? Uh, I think that's probably the uh, best way to get listeners. Yeah, I think so. Uh, look, I think maybe we should just go with Ale of the Time, which is technically my name on Twitter. It's so amazingly ego-driven, but yeah, I'm, yeah. Pr- I'm prepared to get behind that. That's All fine. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's just do that. Because if it if it crashes and fails miserably, my fingerprints aren't anywhere near it. Well, that's, that's a good point. I'll I'll be the brunt of, of the failure. And I'm pretty sure there'll be some failure along the way, <laughs> which is part of the fun. All right, well, we'll come back. Now we've got a name um, for the, the introduction to the second ever episode of... Of a time. There is a guitar in the back of the studio, so I could sort Play of tweak a little bit of an intro. I'm, but, uh, I'm trying to scam some bands into giving us an intro, uh, a free song. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. so I wasn't invited to the first podcast, yeah. and my offer of a jingle has also been shut down. <laughs> C- so can you write a jingle on the spot now? Um, possibly not on the spot, because yeah. I would make a fool of myself. Okay. We'll be back in just a second.
So, this week on the Ale of a Time, newly named Ale of a Time, second ever podcast. That is a good name, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I I kind of regretted Ale of a Time for a while. Why is that? Hmm, having a pun as your identity can be a bit, a bit dorky, but I'm pretty dorky, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm guilty of uh, fundamental assault all the time, so this will work. <laughs> Oh, God, I want to wrap it up right now. Um, <laughs> so, the the second ever. We'll go, we'll go back to the start of that. We won't edit that out, though. No, no, no. comedy no. gold. Um, this week, we are going to discuss... We have a list. This is how organised we are. Uh, we're going to introduce ourselves. Uh, maybe some listeners don't know us. They should probably follow our Twitters, because they're fun. Listening and, to this. Yeah, I don't know how else they'd find out about no, it. No, I wouldn't have thought so. We're not advertising anywhere. Um, then we're going to discuss blogs. Both of us uh, come from blog backgrounds, and I, th- I think that's going to be a pretty fun thing to discuss. There are a lot of good blogs out there. There's a lot of bad blogs out there. And I, uh, I think there need to be more blogs. Uh, when you look at America, there's a lot more blogs and a lot more discussion, whereas in Australia there's maybe 10, 15, probably a lot more than that now. But Yeah, true. Yeah, but cool. the, like the main point is that we want to have more discussion about it. Definitely, that's, that's what we're here yeah. for as well. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to discuss grey imports. Uh, uh, Boots. <laughs> a topic that I have no feelings either way on. So that'll be that'll be scintillating to listen to. <laughs> um, and then we'll recommend you guys some beer stuff and some non-beer stuff. And, that and hopefully we'll... there'll be some laughs as well. Ah, plenty of laughs. Us too. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Dave, yes, tell me about beer. How did how did you how did you get into beer? How did I get into beer? Well, oh, so before we go, should go we just on. mention we're uh, sipping on a beer at the moment? Oh yeah, of course. Currently, um, we have just uh, opened up a uh, artisan poser from uh, Moondog Brewing from last year, which uh, is what what is it? A spice pumpkin ale? Yeah. Would that be the classification yep. of it? Yep. Yeah, and um, so I've I've left this one in my cellar for a year. Uh, I kind of like pumpkin beers after a year. I think they, a lot of people say not to sell them, but I think they, they hold up pretty well. Well, I mean, if this is going to be our first indication, then I certainly would hang on to them because time has been kind. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's some really nice uh, spice still there, some really nice malt going on. The is spice it, is really up front on the, um, on the nose as well. Mm, it's not the prettiest beer to look at, I'm not going to lie. It looks a bit dirty. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the... Appearance of the beer is the least of my concerns. Yeah, I when you I, I always hate reading a rate beer review, and they say <laughs> two finger head, um, and then they say you know golden hazy, and then they they keep saying it, and then they just kind of oh it's hoppy, and it's like I don't care how many fingers you're. This has a fault. It's got chill haze. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> Who cares about chill haze? And. Uh, the head often depends on how you just poured the beer exactly as well. Exactly right. If you've got uh, any soap in your glass yep. still, it's not going to be there at all. So, And you get heavy-handed. <sighs> yeah. So, I don't know. I don't care how many fingers your head is. Yeah, exactly. That's least of my concern. That should be our motto. <laughs> I don't care how many fingers your head is. <laughs> the most confusing motto of all time. <laughs> uh, so, back to the... Uh, of course. Date. Yeah. Uh, well, how did I get into beer? Well, I... Always was adventurous with the beers that I brought. And back then, when I was 17, 18, 19, let's call it 18 for yeah. legal reasons, yep. uh, I always wanted to try something new and different. But when I went to the bottle shop, what was new and different wasn't that 
new and different. It just had mm. a different label and a different coloured bottle most mm. of the time. But I sort of had that adventurous sort of spirit to begin with. Mm. And then uh, I had a beer called the Samuel Smith Taddy Porter Ooh, yeah. at mm. the Charles Dickens Tavern. And then that was when I sort of thought, hang on a second, this is delicious. This is what beer can taste like. Clearly, mm. I've been going wrong mm. in the past. So mm. then I sort of began seeking out um, Why, more uh, interesting flavours. This was probably a bit beside the point. The Charles Dickens Tavern. Yep. What were you there for? That's a pretty... Uh, only, okay, I only know people that go there to watch rugby or soccer. To watch rugby or soccer? I think this particular time I was there to watch a soccer game, mm. but... Uh, I was going with someone who was a fan of English beer, mm. so they went, come down, you mm. like your different beers, give it a go, and I uh, haven't looked back. Um, How about you? Well, I, uh, I I mean, I always liked beer. I've always been a fan of beer. I used to work in a bar, and probably like you, I th- thought I was being more adventurous trying out different beers, but essentially they were the same beer. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a, a Kingfisher, for example, in my small town New Zealand uh, bar was was very exotic. Wow, it's from India, and it's a different label, and it tastes slightly different. Um, and then the Monteith range um, started, well, I guess started noticing the Monteith range. The Celtic red was something that, that appealed to me. It was a little bit darker, a little bit meatier. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had one for a while. I I don't. I kind of have a bit of a boycott of Monteiths after their labelling, uh, trademarking mm-hmm. issues. Fair enough. That's a whole different. I don't think. We I need think. To go down I think path. one beer that uh, I had early on in the piece uh, from Dan Murphy's was a Monteiths Winter. Is that something? They yes, do? the yeah. Doppelbock. Yeah, and yeah. I, and that was something different and pretty enjoyable. So mm. uh, yeah, that was one of the ones I had pretty early on. Um, and then moving over to to Australia, uh, Melbourne. By the way, we we're recording this and. The mountain goat beer, um, I'd see that oh, on yeah. tap and I'd see the high tail and I don't know if I really liked it at the time, but it was different and to me that was fun. Yeah, I like the fact that they've pushed it in Richmond and anywhere you go you pretty much can get a steam ale or a high tail and tap, yeah, it's pretty yeah. iconic. It's pretty exciting. To yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I started a blog for a university project, excuse me, um, and I realised that, hang on, there's a whole lot of more interesting beers out there. So I gave up the university uh, degree that I was doing. Fortunately, it was part-time. So, you know, I still had an income to spend on beer and rather than study, which is quite expensive. Um, here we are, three three years later. My blog just turned three. Really? Yes. Happy birthday, a of a time. Yeah, I know, right? I, f- I feel like I haven't achieved as much as I could have, <laughs> but I drank a lot of beers along the way. That's an achievement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now we've got a podcast. Here we so, go. Yeah. Uh, and your blog is currently? Uh, yeah, I, well, I'm a flog. So I started it after I had a beer called the Dark Island Reserve from the Orkney Island I Brewery. really love that beer. Yeah. That is one of And uh, I, for some reason, was compelled to spend $50 on a beer uh, and had it. And it was the most remarkable thing that I ever tasted mm. in my life. Mm. And... Uh, a person that I was discussing it with, I realized that I couldn't adequately tell them how good the beer was. So I started writing. Great. And I wrote them, I pretty much wrote down in like a couple of pages of what was retrospectively just gushing praise of this sensational beer. Mm. And then that became a level of, uh, it basically became a benchmark of beers was... Mm. 
it was a good beer, but did it inspire literature? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then from that, I thought, well, writing about beer is kind of fun and mm. you sort of have a little bit of fun with it. And then uh, my blog, From Beer to Eternity, was born. Mm. And currently on a bit of hiatus? On a bit of a hiatus for varying reasons. Mm. One of which that um, I'll attribute to that is um, laziness. Mm. Uh, and that's probably the, the most reason for it, actually. Cool. Well, let's uh, explore blogs a bit further in okay. a moment when we can talk about what we like about blogs and, I guess, blogging. Sure. We'll be right back. We were just talking about blogging, um, and it's something that... that as we, as you would have just heard, we uh, both started out doing, and kind of helped spur our passion for beer. I think for me, blogging came before the passion for beer, which and it's probably the same for you. Would that be? Uh, definitely was involved in it around the same time. Anyway, mm. yes. Mm. Well, that's what got me into like the actual scene of beer. I didn't know where to go to get good beers. I didn't yeah. know what bottle shops to go to. I yeah. was just going to Dan Murphy's and that sort of thing. So um, that sort of thing sort of directed my uh, attention to the correct uh, places. Mm. And uh, it's one of the things um, when you see people say online that might say, you know, I want to start a blog or I've started a blog, can I get feedback? And I think one of the things... Just a quick note on that. Nobody ever asks for my opinion So um, uh, on anything, so like the, the, especially the blog. So. People have you read my blog? It's not exactly uh, We haven't updated interesting. it for yeah, right? True so enough. All right, I, fair I, enough. I have read it. Oh, you know what I could do? It's been that long. I could probably just start reposting old stories and no one would realise. Yeah, just say the, just change the vintage yeah. of the beer. Okay. Oh, oh, microphone knocking out there. Excuse me. Um, forgotten where we were. Uh, talking about blogging, something to do with no- knocking a microphone. Yeah, the microphone knock has mm. thrown me. Um, oh yeah, so people people asking, you know, what what advice on a blog? And my first advice is, no one's probably going to read it. Um, you know, looking at my stats for my blog, it's it's pretty minimal. I'm not going to lie. And I think most people, you know, it's not you're not setting the world on fire with with your beer reviews, um, no matter how good they are. Yeah, because it's been done before. Yeah. Um, but I think the benefit of, of doing a blog is, is actually thinking about a beer and tasting a beer, particularly a review blog, obviously. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I probably learned a lot more just sitting down each, when I used to do it once a week, tasting a beer and going, oh, okay, this is what I can taste, I should write that down. And I think for me, that was the best part of getting a blog going. Yeah, if you can put um, if you put those things into words, you can also assist you in um, assessing beers mm. uh, critically, mm. so you can actually um, pick out little little uh, nuances yes. and that sort of thing in beers. Um, and I, I guess we're seeing sort of a, the next wave of, of blogs at the moment. There seems to be a few more starting up that are maybe going past past reviews and into interviews. Um, who was I looking at this morning? It was 250beers.com. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down, the number, 250beers.com. And he's doing a, a brewer interview series. Great. Which excellent. I, I think it's excellent. And Me, personally, I'd much rather read that than uh, reviews on beers. Mm. Now, you've said you don't read any other blogs. Is that? I don't actively read them because... Um, 
I don't know, kind of a jerk of a person. Uh, you're, you're a horrible person. Yeah, I never, it's just something I don't actively do. But whenever I do, I pretty much enjoy it because I sort of pick the blogs of the people whose opinions I like and yep. value. So yep. what they have to say is interesting to me. So, yeah. I, I read something somewhere. I wish I could attribute this quote to, okay. to, to the person who said it, but... I don't think anyone's going to fact-check it, so you can just make it up. Right. Albert Einstein once okay. said um, that people don't read blogs for the reviews or the bears. They read them for the blogger. So it's about the person's personality and their of writing. It is. And I think the most interesting blogs are the ones that inject some personality. It's not all about finding the most obscure bear and being the most knowledgeable about it because that's probably pretty boring at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But if that person is interesting to read, I think more people are going to want to read it. Absolutely. Um, the other one that I, I mentioned to you earlier uh, before we started recording, off mic, I believe is the term. In oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up, all you, these you terms. Can, you yeah. can use that. Uh, drunken Speculation. I think it's just drunkenspeculation.com. I didn't write down the URL. I'm sure if you Google Drunken Speculation, it's going to be pretty high up there. And uh, they did a blog recently. I, I don't know how long they've been blogging for. I came across it the other day. And it was talking about the wastewater at the New Little Creatures Brewery. And they, the person who writes this blog is involved in some capacity of, of that kind of industry. I, I, I don't know what the industry's called. Wastewater stuff. Waste management, perhaps. Oh, that, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's probably on their blog. You should, people should go check that out. Yeah. Um, and... They were, it was kind of an in-depth look at what little creatures are doing with their wastewater management, which is remarkable. It was all entirely over my head. I but the fact that that information is available via a beer blog yeah. is totally different to pretty much anything else anyone's writing about, and mm. therefore is a point of difference mm. and much more interesting, Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, at least. Definitely, yeah. And, and he did a, his last one was about Brewdog. Um, a negative piece on Brewdog. Okay. But, uh, people that, I guess, have heard me drunkenly rant about Brewdog, I've probably read my blog when I made some fairly unfair comments about Brewdog. Well, I think they're fair. Um, knows that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always pro and anti-Brewdog rant. <laughs> but saying that, I recently really enjoyed Dead Pony Club. Their, oh, that's, their gr- that's probably my favourite low-alcohol Yeah, what is it, like 3.5 or something around yeah. that mark? Yeah. Emma, get on that. We want to know uh, the ABV the of Dead Pony Club from Brewdog. Dead Pony Club. Correct. Yeah, that's right. From Brewdog. The alcohol content, please. Our producer, Emma Bemrose, on the boards there. She's uh, going to be assisting with some Googling. It's concerning. This, is a, this is wonderful, just having a resource, just a great information from us. It's kind of concerning that she couldn't understand what we we're saying. No. Um, hopefully, That's uh, a fundamental aspect of the podcast, yeah. here, I thought, yeah. 3.8. 3. 8. Okay. Mm. But yeah, that's, that's pretty tasty beer, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's, I mean, that's 3.8 is pretty low. There's mm-hmm. not too many beers that are, are that low. And Especially when it's uh, canned as well. Um, I really enjoy I had I had it on tap. I didn't pay for it, so that... You know, someone someone bought it for me, so I kind of feel less guilty about supporting a company that I've slagged off openly. But uh, to be honest, it's probably one of the best beers I've had all year. Um, Whether you agree with the way they operate or not, a good beer is a good beer. That is true. I mean, there are so many fuzzy areas um, around companies. Mm-hmm. You know, the the unfair business practices of a Carlton United Breweries, for example. 
but yet you can get some pretty decent beers out of Matilda Bay. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I'm funding those unfair practices. That's probably a whole different topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's cover that in a later week, or maybe we won't cover it because I don't think there's an answer. No. Yeah, let's just leave it there. Um, other blogs I've been enjoying. Um, Bear is Your Friend, I think, on yes. um, Twitter. He's 20, at 26 beers. Yeah, Glenn Humphreys. Yep. Um, uh, he was down for Good Beer Week in May. He's a wonderful fella. Yeah, our paths crossed. Um, like, literally, he was leaving as I was coming in somewhere, and we didn't realise. We only know each other from Twitter. Um, and oh, I, was, I was keen to catch up with him, so it was a shame that... It didn't happen, but there's always going to be another good beer. Yeah, I caught up with him. I really like his blog because it's a different, again, a different take again. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting read. I liked, um, that's one that I pretty much read whenever Mm. I see him, Mm. throw up a link to a post. I think I'm a regular commenter on his blog. Um, I get him and 250 beers mixed up because they both have... Oh, they got the digit, the two, yeah, yeah, I get that, yeah. At 26 beers and at 250 beers, I'm, yeah, confuses me sometimes. Is it beer or bear? For Glenn. Oh, my beer beer isn't a rar. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Or koala beer. Uh, yeah. If people don't understand my sound effect. <laughs> no. I've got the facial expressions. Yeah, yeah. And I, you also made the little bear hand, uh, hand, hand gesture. gesture. So, um, but yeah, a bear. Yeah. My Kiwi accent, you know. <laughs> vowels are... are, are <laughs> we can't distinguish between too many vowels. Um, and the other one I, I, wanna, I would like to mention is girl plus beer. Mm-hmm. Pierre Poynton, I yep. believe is her last name, and she um, she's just started doing Crafty Pint WA. WA, that's right. Um, and her blog's always pretty fun. She does a Tuesday. She shouts out on Twitter for you know best beer. Absolutely, and cheese, that's and right. And then does a list of people's preferences and, and things like that, and makes it a discussion, which is pretty fun. And also, what I like about her is her enthusiasm. You can always tell she loves whatever she's involved with, um, and sort of would have been infectious and just enjoyable. I think someone being excited is more exciting and more readable than someone being a little bit negative. Absolutely right. Yeah, any other blogs that you... Uh, the other one that I really like is um, Phil Cook's uh, yes. blog. He's just a uh, a man who has a very good grasp on the industry and um, puts his thoughts very eloquently and succinctly down. And I pretty much agree with everything he says every time. He's another one that disparages Brewdog regularly. Yeah. So I'm a fan of his as well. Um, I, and I guess that brings us nicely to, to podcasts, which is um, why I, I wanted to... Ooh, I keep knocking my microphone. Why I wanted to start this um, was I was listening to some beer podcasts. Phil Cook, um, his podcast, I think it's just called Beer Diary? I think so. And uh, there's another one, isn't there? There's the one out of uh, that I listened to, Sessionable, which is the guys yeah, that's from... Right. Um, Sydney, mm-hmm. who are basically the equivalent of, of us in Sydney, it feels like, in terms of the beer nerd circle. That um, sounds about right, yeah. out on Twitter. Um, so I've been, I've been listening to them, and I, mean, I, I really enjoy listening to both of them. I, didn't, I enjoy listening to people drink beer more than I thought I would. Yeah, intuitively, it. it doesn't sound like something that you would get a lot out of, but I can definitely see the appeal there. Yeah. Getting some sort of evolving thoughts um, as they get through the glass or bottle or however they're going through it. Yeah. Um, and I mean Phil Cook one um, him and George Langland they, they do a very good one um, Phil Cook works for Garage Project now um, who I'm a little bit obsessed with at the moment I think Dave's probably in the same boat oh, they can't put a foot wrong as far <laughs> as I'm concerned 
Um, yeah, I've, I've been loving their beers at the moment, and if people aren't drinking Garage Project beers, then you should probably go you drink some. You should take a serious look at yourself. Actually, I was discussing them with um, another blogger who I think predates us um, in terms of the blogging. I don't know if it predates me for sure. I'm not sure about you, but um, James from Beer Bar Band. Yeah, certainly predates me. Yep. Um, we were actually discussing... It's another another very good blog if you're interested in reading about beer. Um, but we're discussing the uh, Garage Project La Cavalera Katrina. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, La Cavalera Katrina. Yep. The Day of the Dead Mexican Beer, um, which is a lager with chili, watermelon, and rose water. Have you tried it? I have. What did you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it because it's a lovely lager. If it had no other, none of the additions, it'd be a cracking beer. Mm. But the chili comes through not as much as it does in the day of the dead um uh but it's very balanced it comes through at the end with a little bit of burn but i really really enjoyed it what i what i liked about it the most was it's still a lager absolutely like you you smell it and you're like well that's just a lager and i really like a lager um one of the things i don't like is the hoppy lager which is basically putting a whole bunch of hops in a lager and then it just tastes like a pale an American pale ale, and then you think, why don't you just make a pale? You went to more effort to make a lager to pa- make a that tastes like a pale. You made a pale ale that took a long time to brew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really get that. Um, so, and you, I'll taste a beer and go, well, this is delicious, but you could have just made a pale ale. M- maybe the the lager yeast has made it more delicious, but I kind of doubt it in some of these cases because I can just taste hops. But the La Cavalera and Katrina definitely holds it's most up most certainly absolutely yeah correct and then even with like, you get a little bit of rose like the the watermelon is kind of soft whereas the chili is really harsh but each element is there yeah and um has its own time to shine it's, but it's it, it completely floored me that beer that yeah. was a that was probably uh, i've said this already once about a beer today but one of my beers of the year definitely up there i don't know if i could make a list of my beers of the year though it would be too tough well on the uh Topic of Garage Project, my beer of the year is probably the Hops on Point. Ah, oh, yes, I really, very really good. like we, that. Yeah. We've been enjoying. We we enjoyed an, another bottle of that yesterday. Yeah. Just delicate, before. but it's just sensational. And it's a a beer brewed in a collaboration with a ballet company. Mm-hmm. You don't get that anywhere no. else. That's Garage Project. Absolutely right. Um, so yeah, everyone should should check out Phil Cook and then his employer, Garage Project. Um. I think that's all I have on the topic of blogs and podcasts. Do you that's have anything? about the same to me, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, um, if anyone's listening, thinking about starting a blog, just do it. Get out there. What do you have to lose besides a little bit of respect and popularity? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I've, I think I've lost a... If you have that already, why are you listening to this? Yeah. You've, you've lost respect <laughs> by being here. Get off your duff and get some blogging done. All right. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Oh, right. a couple of seconds. I would have thought we so. We don't know yet. We don't know. All we'll right. work it out. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. Now, did you enjoy your little break there, Luke? I did. It could have been a day for Alice as well. Alice as I know. We won't let them know the truth. Yeah. We won't reveal the secrets of this podcast. We can maybe do a behind-the-scenes podcast one day. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. For all Look, our fans. It's a pretty terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, we just finished the Moondog art- Artisan Poser. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough bit, word, combination of words to say, I think. 
Especially after you've had an artisan bozo. Uh, <laughs> a couple of artisan bozos, <laughs> you know about it. Um, and what did you think? What were your final thoughts on that one? Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I think uh, the what is it about a year? Do you think uh, just over a year? Just, so just over a year. It was a Halloween. Halloween, day. of course yeah. it was. Um, I think it, that time just brought everything together, and the, it brought forward the spices, and it was just a very enjoyable beer. Now we've just moved on to our second beer, which um, kind of relates to the topic of Graham Ports in a way. Does. Um, so, Dave, what's the second beer? We've got uh, Townsend's Flanders Red. I think it's got a name. What's the name uh, of it Ned's called? Head. Ned's Head. That's right. Um, and this one is one that Luke obtained via. Uh, I don't know if you want to mention the source. Uh, I think so. We're not. We're not advertising it. Yeah, fair um, enough. I think it's relevant to the discussion. Um, it's beerseller.com.au, who are a New Zealand website, uh, who have started a, an Australian version of their site. But all the beers are coming from New Zealand. I know Townsend's, Townsend's or Townsend's, 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 sorry, don't have a Australian importer. So, is what I'm doing grey importing by buying it from a New Zealand website? Yeah, difficult. I don't know if it's probably under the term grey importing, but... I mean, I'm just, I'm just bringing it in for myself, yeah, really. If I, I, if I was selling it again, then that would be grey. Um... I, I've used beer, uh, beer seller quite a few times to get some Kiwi beers that you can't get here. If anyone listens to this, <laughs> anyone at all, knows an importer looking for a, uh, a New Zealand beer to add to their profile, get Townsend's. Uh, some absolutely remarkable beers yeah, and coming in from Martin. They don't get any love other than people like us doing... It doesn't like, make any sense. Yeah, what is that? Don't know. The, the beers are pretty... I mean, they're mostly British styles, low ABV, but I had the Blitzkrieg, which was amazing. It was really good. It was a poppy amber from memory. Um, yeah, beautiful. And I've had the Stout, Flemish Stout, mm-hmm. recently, um, also stunning. Well, I went to um, Wellington in April this year, Yes. and that was one beer that I'd heard about being sensational. So it was the one that I was actively seeking out wherever I could, mm. And when I did find it and try it, it is sublime. Mm. Couldn't recommend it more, but yeah. can't get it here unless someone wants to pick him up. I don't know if he makes enough to well, no, send he, across to the he, West Island. I, I, I know for a fact, um, I mean, he's he's asked me directly if yeah. I knew anyone looking for a Kiwi to add to a portfolio. Um, mm, interesting. Right. I don't really know any, any beer importers that well. Um, so if anyone out there knows Well, I think some, Phoenix are bringing in all the Kiwi stuff. Well, not all of it, you know what I mean? But... Mm. Um, I think we used to get them, but I don't know, like Purvis has them on the shelves, or had them on the shelves about two years ago. I don't know if they were grey or or Yeah, another place down in uh, Caulfield also had them. Mm. I don't know how they obtained them, but um, Mm. they're all pretty tasty beers, though. So, yeah, grey imports. Uh, So, what I'm doing, I kind of feel a little bit wrong, getting beers that, that from New Zealand website, Mm, I don't know. I'm enjoying the beers that I'm getting. And, and I'm giving them a shout-out and, and hoping people can... Exactly, you know. yeah. Um, I think that they're... I think the issue with grey importing is the honesty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, should, should we go back to the start um, of actual grey importing? Which yeah, is, okay. Grey importing from retailers yeah. is different. It hits a different feast altogether. R- retailers that are bringing in beer parallel, I guess, um, against the brewer's wishes. They don't have distribution. The, the two famous ones are probably Stone and Dogfish Head. Absolutely. 
Um, Greg it was actually Koch? a great Greg, yeah. Uh, from is it Cook? I think it's spelled Koch, but it's pronounced anyway. We all know who he is. If you listen to this, you know who he is. Yeah. Uh, there's a great interview with him on Brews News. It gets sort of, uh, I think it was done in 2010. Yeah, it's pretty old. And uh, it's it sort of bobs up now and again whenever the Graham Port conversation occurs. But it's a great uh, insight from his angle. Mm. Um, and I mean, I think it's a universally shared angle, but. Mm. There's a couple of different factors that I think about when... Can, um, I, I haven't actually watched the video. Um, as I said sort of earlier in the show, I don't have an opinion either way on yep. Graham Porting. Um, what's the summary of what he's saying? Uh, that, that they're not his beers. Right. By the time it gets here, that's not his beer. Right. Because there's no control over how it's been brought in, hmm. how it's been kept, how long it's been kept. Um and there's no guarantee in the quality. And he doesn't want mm. anything below his level of quality mm. going into the glass, now, which is a totally fair point. Dave, I know that you recently, as recent as this week, picked up some stone beers that were grey imports. Um, have you bought them yet? I haven't, I haven't picked them up yet, but I have uh, put them, them away. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, now, it's a funny topic. Uh, obviously, I would prefer to buy beers from importers that have got their correct contracts mm-hmm. and uh, it's all above board because that's the guarantee of the quality of the beer mm. so that's as much as anyone wants right yeah. yeah but when certain beers that are available can't be brought in via other methods i've got no issue with buying them gray sure and i think the uh point of conflict lies around the honesty and transparency of the retailers mm-hmm. if it's made if, if people are aware that there's not a guarantee of the condition of the beer mm. uh then i think it's up to the it's up to the market i would mm. have thought i'm prepared to do it because i like to get beer that i can't otherwise get mm. because i want to try it mm. i understand that we don't know how it's been shipped or stored or how long, unless mm. it's got a bottling date, how long they've had it for. Um, I understand that. And it's not going to be as, probably not going to be as good as it is um, if it was brought in with refrigerated shipping or what have you. But mm. I want to try it. Yeah. Simple I, as that. I think that's pretty. And certain retailers that have, uh, I know one person has mentioned the fact that a couple of IPAs might have lost a little bit of zest and freshness due to the uh, shipping and storage of the particular beers. And one retailer uh, has said, no, no, that's just how the beers are. They're kind of overrated. Mm. Which, I mean, is garbage. Yeah. The, I mean, I think when I have a American beer, um, almost any beer, such as an IPA that has travelled, um, I kind of expect... That if it doesn't taste bright and fresh and whatever, it's come a long way. So yeah, of I'm, course. I'm not going to be, you know. Uh, one example was, it wasn't an IPA, it was the old Rasputin um, from North Coast, which is an Imperial Stout. Is it Imperial? Yeah. yeah. And it's got a huge reputation. It's one of the, you know, one of the beers that people rave about around the world, mm-hmm. or out of the States, probably the most. Um, and I tasted it, and it just tastes a little bit off. Yeah, and but you you're aware that there's so there's these factors yeah. that could attribute to um, the reduction in the yeah. in the quality of the beer. So and the problem there is the fact that not everyone 
Notice. is aware of that. Yeah. And they're going to get those brands could potentially get a poor reputation from these compromised products. Um, but what I also what I think is that a lot of people that aren't aware aren't going to really know what they're drinking anyway. Mm. That's not an excuse. Are, are people, but I think there's definitely there needs to be more transparency if people are going to do it. Are people that are going and buying a stone beer, say an arrogant bastard? So an arrogant bastard wants to go in and buy a, a levitation, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um if if they want to go in and if they're going to go in and buy one, surely they know some they have some base knowledge of how beer works, right? I would although I would think so. Although saying that, you know, it's, it's very easy to jump on a forum and go, "Hey, what are the best beers in the world?" Yeah. I'm just into beer and I love IPAs, which seems to be the mindset, I guess, of, you know, some people when they're starting out. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, that one's apparently great. I'm going to get that. And you go, oh, that's shit. Stone or overrated. I hate the term overrated as well. That's a different story. Okay, um, that's a different podcast. Yeah. We can use that in frothing at the bit. Because <laughs> rabies medication is overrated. <laughs> My dog still has rabies. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I, I think people should just be aware that... that beer... uh, but then where does the responsibility lie there? Surely it's with the retailers, right? Yeah, yeah. Retailers need to be aware of, of what they're selling their, their customers, and if if they know that it's subpar, they probably shouldn't sell it, right? They should probably have some responsibility. Quite possibly. Or just say, you know, this beer has travelled a long way. Um, don't be a dick about it on on the internet if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they should be on every bottle of beer. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So your pro. You're pro more education Absolutely. about how beer can travel. I'm not anti. I mean, if I if there was two distributors, both bringing in the beer, the same beer, one was an official distributor and one was grey, I would be going with the official channel every single time because you do have those guarantees of quality. But if there's something that is not available, I'm not going to be against a grey import. Mm-hmm. But people do need to know because Greg's point about the uh, brand damage that mm. could be done is valid mm. and um, there's just got to be the awareness I should probably say I, I have bought Grand Port beers in the past, I bought Stone um, over a bar it was, it was delicious, it was a really nice beer which one was it? Mm, Levitation okay. the Amber um, and I've had a Dogfish Head on Tap in New Zealand and that was definitely not legitimate, I didn't like that that much, uh, it was a 90 minute IPA, uh, again it's probably unfair of me to judge it on on that i've got i've had the ruination quite a few times every single time it's been sensational so i can't imagine how good it'd be fresh mm. uh local um yeah i've bought it quite a few but you have to know that there's going to be a certain risk mm. to the quality of the beer when you have it as with all beer absolutely right uh great uh we would love to hear anyone's opinion on gray beer well, maybe not anyone's opinion. If yeah. it's good, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd like people to email us and say, "You guys are idiots." Mm-hmm. Here's why. I think we've been pretty fair either way. But because I imagine you'll give out the hail of a time email address, yeah. and I won't have to worry about yeah, it. That much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, definitely email your thoughts to uh, Luke how how well we came across. Yeah. Suggestions on future topics. Yeah. But all of that, bring it in. Oh, hang on, just on great. We're not wrapping up completely. No, 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 of course. Yeah. But, yeah, you can see anything. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the same email address for any question you might have. True. 
Um, do you want an Alotime email address? I think I can pull that now. Really? Yeah. You have that sort of pull at the company? Well, it took me a long time to work out actually how to do it, and it turns out it's just a WordPress setting. Oh, really? It's like the... Really yeah, yeah, I'll have one of those. Yeah, cool. give, give us one of those. Uh, so we can go send all complaints to Dave at aleofatime.com. Should have seen that coming, didn't com. Yeah. <laughs> and also Luke at aleofatime.com. Uh, cool. All right. We'll, we'll leave it there, and we'll come back for uh, some recommendations. Uh, how's your beer going, by the way, Dave? Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot more as it's coming through. Yeah, it's, it's really warm in here, which I know it, it's hard to drink a beer when it's this hot. I know that's probably a weird thing to say, but the beer is um, it's not as sour as I'd like my, my Flanders styles to be, but True. It's, lovely. it's lovely. Yeah, it's highly drinkable. It's 6.5%, I think I read. Is that mm. right, producer? She's just got to get it. I think yeah. it drinks a little bit lower than that. Yeah, it feels like it could. Maybe it's just because it's warm in the studio. <laughs> Very warm in the studio. Um, but yeah, no, lovely beer. And I mean, I think the summary of what we've just said is people should get more Townsend beers. Townsend's yes, more Townsend, beer. please. Um, great. All right, we'll be back with some recommendations. Uh, welcome back. I like how I just started with, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Professionals, we are. <laughs> I couldn't think of the words, welcome back. Um, so, the basically the end of the show, but we want to finish on some recommendations. I've, I've got a couple um, that I've prepared earlier, and a couple of them are non-beer recommendations. I think it's pretty fun to yeah, talk absolutely. about something that isn't beer for once. This is so much bigger than just a beer. Yeah, this is about life. This is learning how to live, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, my first recommendation, um, something that I've been loving, the last couple of weeks is two meter tall they're a brewery from tasmania and their beers are just starting to make it over to the the mainland do you guys call it the mainland is that fair to say uh, it's a new zealand yeah, term the proper it's the real the australia real australia. <laughs> the real australia yeah um so i i bought That's a joke by the way i don't know if anyone's listening from tasmanians yeah. email dave <laughs> at ale um yeah so i bought directly from them via their website uh it's great it wasn't a you know punch in your, your things into an order form it's email them and say hey I want some sours and they say what do you want what's I your want address yeah. <laughs> which is, is great um, I know the brewer has been to Belgium recently and, and um, loves his sour beers and they've just started releasing some some barrel aged sours if I'm not mistaken they did bring some beers across uh, Bass Strait a couple of years ago mm. but I don't think we were quite ready for yeah, them yeah yeah I, I remember seeing them but definitely um, but yeah, I think now is the right time. Mm. So I, I've i had three so far. One of them's not a beer. The f- oh, we'll talk about the cider first. Have you had the cider? No, yet? no, I've got a couple I'm picking up um, well, whenever I feel like it recently, no. actually. Uh, yeah, and I can't wait for it. Do you want to give a shout-out to the, the place you're picking them up from? Cause yeah, absolutely. I, I've never actually been there, but they are excellent customer service. The service yeah. is outstanding so I can strongly recommend um, shopping and patronising Grape and Grain in Moorabbin uh, it's not Grain and Grape the home brew store no, in Yarraville no Grape and Grain it is in Moorabbin down south east um, it's an excellent bottle shop down south east which that area was crying out for it because there's nothing down we sh- there we should probably say south east Melbourne south east Melbourne yeah, sorry yeah. Don't, uh, if you're in Sydney we apologise or if, if you're anywhere anywhere else yeah. but yeah. You, you probably have a good bottle store where you are who knows sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, so can't recommend them highly enough. Yeah, I've never been there, but when I look on Twitter, they seem to be like, 
very excited to help people completely accommodating and, and if a beer comes in that they know you'll like they'll tweet you and say absolutely hey Dave right. come check out this beer that's awesome I wish oh, it it's remarkable service I wish it was near me um, and two minute talk oh the, the, the pier oh, cider of course it was really funky um, oh, I'm, I'm I don't know what yeast uh, I'm pretty sure they, they I'm not sure if they barrel age it it tasted funky it tasted like a sour beer almost with a, a pear cider it was just beautiful it was wild it was dry it's like oh right this is what cider should taste like Absolutely. this is what drinks should taste like this is delicious um, the other one I had was their just their regular uh, sour um, che- uh, not the cherry one just the sour one oh there's someone coming into the booth nope we're up um, who is that I don't know we've got some confusion uh, outside of the studio here we I wonder what it is. It's probably interesting. Hmm. This is Emma looks engaged. This is scintillating listening for our listeners. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back in a second. Yeah. Okay, we think we're back. If this isn't in, I'll be disappointed because that was That little last wonderful. bit that we possibly cut Ten out. Ten pants. Of, <laughs> it was terrible. Ten pants. <laughs> it was a flail. Um, so, yeah, two meter tall. I, I forgot we were interrupted. So, two meter tall. I think um, you were the, up the to sour, the regular ale. The sour ch- Is that the spelt ale or is that not? No, the spelt ale... Um, was the third one I had the sour one tasted like it's a nice sour <laughs> that you want to drink on a hot day beautiful um, and the spelt was the third one I've had and it smells like a gers that's the proper pronunciation gers no big deal gers um, and but it tastes lemony soft and finishes spelty and grainy it's it's interesting um, yeah I really enjoyed it so keep an eye out for two meter tall beers everyone yeah I'm super keen to pick up mine um, the next recommendation I I have is for True Brew. I wrote an article about these guys for Bruce News this week. Um, I went to their opening. They're an all-growler shop. So they're just selling all-growlers. Excuse me. Uh, wh- Whistlers, which is the pint-sized version of a growler. So we've got the growler, which is 1.96... Uh, 1.89. 1.89, sorry, litres. Then there's the uh, squealer. Yep. Which is nine nine fifty. Nine fifty. Yeah, and uh, they're—I've never seen it before. Is it exclusive to? True I think Brew? it's their their kind of new thing. Yeah, Whistler. You can yeah. take away pints. Yeah, Come take on. away pint. That Hello. sounds seems like a lot of work for a pint, but yeah, I could take away a pint pretty happily. Damn straight. Particularly if I lived—it's near South Yarra train station. That's so right. In Melbourne again. Apologies to interstate, but if you live in South Yarra and you're walking home, just go get a pint. Take it home. Absolutely. They've got—I think they've got thirteen taps at the moment. They're going to get twenty. Um, looks like 20 taps for growler fill. That's yep. amazing. They are doing um, ciders, growlers, and they're also doing soft drink growlers, which is interesting. Um, I kind of thought, you know, a father and son going in, you know, the father gets a, a growler and the son gets a, a squealer of soda. And then I thought, would the liquor licensing board be okay with that kind of thing happening? Because they're coming in the same package. Like, is that encouraging kids to drink? I don't, I don't think it is. I, don't, I think the soda they have is a kombucha. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, s- soft drink. Right. So I don't think any kids are like, oh, can you get me some kombucha? Need some kombucha, Dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> probably, it's probably not going to come up. <laughs> um, but yeah, w- I, I haven't actually been there to get a growler yet, but uh, in fact, we're heading there after this podcast to, to pick something up. Definitely going to go and check it out. Um, and also, it's not like Mickey Mouse beers on tap either. Their no. tap list was extraordinary. Yeah. So, uh, again, I'm not sure. We're gonna just, I think you're going to try and get this out during the week. Is that mm, right? Hopefully. It depends on our producer. 
She's not even I think she's looking at fashion items on the internet. Um, But recently, as recently as last week, they had stuff like Coronado, like a coffee porter, I think it was, and the Thornbridge Jaipur, all of these available for Growler, Squealer and Whistler. That's um, that's sensational. Um, The Riverside 77 IPA, which is is one of, probably, I think people would consider it one of the best IPAs in Australia now. I know uh, Sydney folk uh, love that beer, and we don't get it down here that much, so it's kind of, it's hard to... um, Passed too much judgment, but I, I've had a couple of had it a couple of times and really enjoyed it. Yeah, really so good. Yeah, check out True Brew, everyone. Um, my third recommendation, I've bought three, would be yeah. Let's go ahead, sorry. Like Temple Brewing, um, who have just reopened after some business issues. Um, I went along last night to their reopening and enjoyed their new session session IPA. It's a four and a four point seven percent IPA, um, and a couple of their beers. The Pilsner was a new one. Um, they're bringing back Scarlet Sour, which will be more sour. Um, they're Sorry, I, I wasn't there last night, but I can't wait to get back. But um, is that going to be Scarlet Sour Mark II, or are they going to keep doing that and do a different different line as well? Well, they the last time I was there before they, they closed down, um, about... I can't remember when that was. Whatever it was, yep. Um, they had, they'd soured up the regular Scarlet Sour. So they, their plan was to start it off very unsour, which I think admittedly everyone that tried it went, this isn't very sour. Correct, but it was still highly enjoyable. It was, it was though, very yeah. drinkable, yeah. It wasn't a bad beer. Um, and then they ga- they handed me one last time I was there that was, I think might have been straight from the Bright Tank, and they said, this is what it's going to be now. Unfiltered, a lot more sour, um, really good. And they're doing their Gabs beer, which is going to be the Super Sour. Oh, yeah, okay. Which didn't go ahead because of their, their business troubles. But they apparently have already brewed that again for Gabs next year. Oh, okay. Um, Gabs was the Great Australian Beer Spectacular in Melbourne for Good Beer Week. So keep an eye out for that one. That sounds like fun. But get along to Temple. Um, you know, it's great to see them back on back on deck brewing some beers. Absolutely. And I think everyone's waiting to, to get their hands on Midnight IPA again, their Black IPA. One of the premier black IPAs in the country, I would have thought. Mm, definitely. Um, Dave, recommendation. Yeah, I was highly unprepared for this particular section. Well, um, to be fair, I didn't tell you about it until yeah. about half an hour ago. <laughs> I was just shouldering some of the blame there, but yeah, this is on you. Um, recommendation for me, I was surprised somewhat at this uh, particular beer. It's the Sabretooth from Red Duck that I had recently. Now, R- Red Duck um, have been brewing... Endless I think amounts of beers, they right? might do a different beer every week. Yeah, so it's um, very hard to keep track of. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, this is a Imperial IPA at about nine percent, uh, and anyone who is aware of them recently that with um, Kissmeyer Brewing, they collaborated and made a hop back during mm. the year. Was it last year? Must have been during this yeah. year. Yeah, no, I think it was last oh, year. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. which was. Um, an Imperial IPA with 25 different yes. hops, which was gorgeous. Mm. Gorgeous we, beer. An Australian record, I believe, for hops. Oh, really? Beer. Oh, I'm not surprised. You, you probably didn't read my Brews News article. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Um, where I talked about that. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, this particular one surprised me because a lot of the Red Duck IPA efforts are either English-focused or heavily malt-based with a hop profile that yep. is... Um, in line with an IPA, but this particular one is all hop. Mm. It's like a lot of... Well, I say a lot of other IPAs out there because there's just a whole lot of IPAs available. Mm. But, uh, yes, it's a pretty uh, 
second or complimentary malt bill, but mm. a really, really excellent beer. Um, that's just probably not what you quite expect if you've had a lot of Red Duck beers, but if you can find it, grab it because yeah. it's very, very good. Um, great. That's that's two really good, two really good recommendations. Absolutely. Um, now I've got a couple of non-beer recommendations that I alluded to earlier. Uh, the first one is is rapidly becoming my favourite bar in, in Melbourne. Uh, that's not a beer focused bar, although there is really good beer there. They're called Whiskey and Ailment. Uh, Melbourne people, if you haven't ever been there, you should just go now as soon as you listen. Unless they're not open, then go wait. Um, they do whiskey, they do some beer, they do boiler makers, so that's a beer and a whiskey side by side, which are lovely. I lo- mm-hmm. Beer and whiskey side by side is one of life's great pleasures. Um, they have a list of boilermakers that mm. they've uh, arranged themselves, but you mm. can also have a chat to the staff and arrange your own boilermaker yeah. if you um, have an idea about what you want to taste. The staff there, um, the reason I love it so much, I, I do love whiskey. Um, you walk in, uh, I, I don't know heaps about whiskey. I know a little bit. I know enough to say to the staff, look, I want something you know, Scottish or Japanese. I, I'm a, I do like a Japanese whiskey. Um, and I kind of like, you know, this whiskey and that whiskey, and the last one I had was another one, and they say, great, here's three options, here's what they're about, have a smell, what do you think? And then you have a have a think, and then you have the whiskey that you want, and they, every time I've been, I've got a different recommendation, something I haven't heard of before, and it's always been really lovely. Um, and I think more bars, I think a lot of beer bars should pay attention to that, because beer is increasingly confronting um, not as confronting as whiskey but you know, a double IPA or an imperial stout it's not that approachable if you don't know what you're getting um, so getting that explanation about the whiskey is always always great the other uh, recommendation I have is for a documentary about hand painted signs our producer smiling because she took me along to it uh, over the week uh, it's called sign painters and funnily <laughs> enough that is a good name for it's a creative name. It's called Sign Painters, um, and I didn't really really think about hand painted signs, but it's a pretty interesting subject. Um, it's a you know you, you look at a nice hand painted sign, it looks it looks nice, and then you look at a horrible regular sign, and you're like, well, that's, that looks pretty terrible. And and that was kind of the point of the documentary, and it was it was interesting. Dave, any non-beer recommendations? Uh, if I was prepared for this, I would have uh, a list of them. Um, yeah. I'm drawing a blank at the moment, I've, so I've maybe I'll have a whole a whole bunch of non-beer-related recommendations next time. Um, great. Well, that is the technically the second ever podcast. From the first one that I've been involved yeah, with. Definitely. I don't know if and the, and the first mentioned one earlier in the, the podcast. <laughs> the first one that um, anyone will actually hear. That's right. Uh, but you never know. Yeah, Come mate. Christmas time, we might release the first one. It's a phone recording, I, I hear. It, so it sounds it was, terrible. Yeah, it might not be that good. I do, I do talk about Brewdog a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Um, that could grab. be a prize oh, that we okay. we'd do some sort of competition. But then it will get leaked onto torrent sites. And, and then it will be downloaded like crazy because yeah. everyone wants to know Wild what you think about Brewdog. I, I will have to shut down the pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great. All right. Uh, producer just rolled her eyes, I think. Yeah, so I think time. the wheels have fallen yeah. off, I think so that might be the appropriate time to wrap up. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we're going to try and make this fortnightly. Did I say that to you, Dave? Uh, probably not. You probably just had it in the minutes of your first podcast yeah. meeting. Okay. <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, we would we would love to hear your feedback. Um, great. Find us on... Also, on if you're still listening by this stage, 
Thanks. That's that's yeah. That's pretty good effort. Yeah. Um, Dave, where can we find you? Because I don't think Emma has been listening the whole time. She says, kind of. Um, Dave, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter uh, at, at MelbDave. And I'm at Ale of a Time. I recently removed the underscores from my Twitter handle. Scandal. Yeah. I, cause I, the reason why is I knew at some point on this podcast I'd have to give out my Twitter address and say ah, I Ale see. underscore that is, of That underscore. would be such an annoying thing to listen yeah. to. Yeah. So um, I changed it. You can also save yourself a sweet, sweet four characters yeah. in your tweets. Hello. Well, no, I'm not putting myself on the tweets list. That's a good point. Yeah. Saving other people. Yeah, saving other characters. people. I'm thinking of this. This is charity, basically. Yeah. Um, and also at Pouring in Melb. Um, if you don't follow that, you should, because it's such valuable information to yeah. find out what venues have I, on tap at any given time. Yeah. I say any given time, when they update Luke, but... When I update. Excellent information, though. And if you're a venue, um, you know, just let me know. I'm, I'm, I want to share, share the love. I want to share what you've got. Um, Dave, your website? your blog uh yeah it is uh fbte.blogspot.com uh yeah that's that's all i think cool um and i am aleofatime.com uh great thanks for listening and we'll see you in a fortnight